they just have to have like a brief aside or like we need some place to go and he's like i know a place and it's just like yeah spider-man wasn't adventure so we can maybe like sleep on aunt may's couch for a night or two <laughs> that would definitely confirm that clint is not wealthy he's not. <laughs> i'm bringing the party to you Reddit, run from it destiny arrives all the same And welcome to Comic Splash Pod. My name is Jack, joined here once again with Tyler. And we're going to be going ahead and going through Hawkeye Episode 3 and 4. We were breaking it out into each episode chunks, but Episode 3, before I ask Tyler to hear, before I ask you what you think of it, I'm going to run through Episode 3, where, you know, at the end of Episode 2, they're like captured, but then Clint's about to be like, oh, this was all a ruse. I just wanted to get captured so that I could like interrogate you guys but then he gets for real captured and that was where episode three picks up they get away from that we find out that he's got that Pimtech arrow that i thought was really cool and then it ends sort of like with the oh, ronin also, sword yeah. yeah we also find out that no important detail there we also find out that uh when he was ronin he killed the uh what's that character's name i'm not even talking about maya oh my god maya's important yeah yeah, Maya's important. We find out that basically the the whole backstory here is Ronan killed Maya's father, who definitely was into some sketchy shit. He was definitely yeah. not. He was definitely part of a, a gang, but basically that's the uh, the motivation for Maya. She she wants to find out who the Ronan is and kill him. I thought they did a really good job with Maya's dad, as like a yeah, he's a criminal for the tracksuit mafia, which the name will never be good it's just gonna be something Terrible. we have to say but like he's still a good dad objectively <laughs> like they yeah, handled... he has, like, i know he he's like a criminal but he has like this like real soft-spoken guardian angel vibes where he's yeah. just like oh he always talks so soft and he's just like he's got some serious wisdom vibes but it's like he's also just like an evil gang member i'm pretty sure but he's not even evil do... he's like a book he's like the accountant <laughs> they don't show you anything that's true they don't show you him doing anything but like he's definitely part of some some sketchy business but they definitely do make you feel like bad when he dies yeah so like when he dies he's clearly best. just like working in the criminal equivalent of an office like yeah i don't i well, don't know also, that that guy was like executing anyone no and we also learned that maya is basically just like for no reason a badass they just like do this weird like growing up cutscene thing where it's like you find out she can't hear and she has a prosthetic leg and she just like one day goes to karate class and they're just like oh yeah you could just wail on people yeah. like easily. And by the way maya fucking rules <laughs> yeah she's pretty sick i feel you like brought um, up a good point before we started here where she's supposed to have like the same mimicry ability that taskmaster had from black widow black widow was really important i feel like to the series going forward but i think that they kind of lose it like they don't really nail it down well and so when we see her like being good in her judo class or whatever that looked like judo to me it might not be no, don't laugh at me i know what judo looks like <laughs> sure you do she had like the leg curve and the throw that's judo moves but it's like any martial arts. That's all right. Me that's bro. not like any martial. That's exactly like judo. Okay. You don't know your judo well. <laughs> but yeah, it's like she's supposed to have just seen what like that little kid who won the first time how he won, and she just does that. But they're not. They don't like explain that at all. 
but I think that that explains why she's as good at martial arts as she is. I, but I think it's supposed to be one of those things like they just didn't didn't do a good job explaining it. But I feel like she has like it's like a real thing in real life. Like sometimes if you're born without a sense, your other ones are like much more like hyper aware. And she seems to just have like crazy reactions because she like can't hear. Yeah. Like she just seems to like have like serious like fast. It's basically like where her, her like power is basically she's just really like good at fighting. She's like her reaction speed's like crazy. Like she's like going one-on-one with Hawkeye for most of the yeah. episode. It's like how so I she... was born bad at video games, so now I'm good at podcasting. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> Some people but are no, bad no, at derailing you. Yeah. Um, but I guess episode three, not too much happens other than that, except for the uh is that episode four or episode three when they go back to the mom's place? So episode three ends with them like hacking the computer at the mom's. And then we find. Oh, right. Then yeah. He's, he's just like, don't make yeah. a move. And he's got the Ronin sword. And Hawkeye's just like, you ended up with this. Yeah. Then they go into episode four and basically, which by the way, weirdest part about that for me, this is real random. And she was like are you sure no one's home? And she was just like, yeah, totally. And then like, they're they're talking super loud. There's like four rooms in this place. Like we've seen the entire thing. And just like, weirdly they were in the kitchen and just like, couldn't hear because they were there for like 10 minutes being super loud. And they're just like, Oh no, we're here. But anyways, derailing again. They, uh, (laughs) yeah, basically, uh, she seems super sus in that entire scene and it's like basically leave her alone and yeah. uh that's that's really where episode four picks up and episode four was definitely more interesting episode we we find out about a little bit of like clint's like it, it gets touched on in like kind of the past couple marvel movies but just like how broken down this man is like in his soul clint is the most human avenger i feel like we're like totally and this show is really leaning into that where we see like yeah i fought ultron and it made me hard of hearing and i need a hearing aid now and when i'm removed from that i have a really hard time that scene i don't i think that was episode three but the scene where he's talking to nathaniel and she's writing out on like a notepad what he's saying that got me pretty hard (laughs) i was like oh he's like it's okay dad if you don't come home for christmas again he's just like oh damn it oh damn it yeah but i think you're keying in on something that i from the start have been not on team mom i think the mom is evil but yeah she's super that's like elevator scene just before like he's leaving she's like yeah hey natasha romanov was pretty good at this and look at what happened to her and it's like no she went to space and had to make a big sacrifice it's not gonna be i'm not gonna take your daughter to space (laughs) yeah Yeah. i guess like i don't know how much that is actually known but i also want to say like i think it's we also find out basically she looks up in the system right and the Just, just as obvious as it was, that dude is basically like the CEO of a company that's hiring the tracksuit mafia. So he's definitely evil. Yep. But I still, we still get evil vibes from the mom. I feel like they're working together. At the yeah, I mean, at the end of the episode, right? So one of the biggest things we find out is they're they're going to find this this Rolex that basically ties Clint back to Ronan, and we find out that Maya has like written down his entire family she has the watch and then it turns out someone hired a black widow to assassinate him but i will point out she did fight maya too so maya didn't hire the black yeah. widow no that's the post-credit scene from black widow i got a i got a bold wait wait, wait. 
Yeah, remember the post credit scene in Black Widow? We saw this in the theater where Elaine from Seinfeld, whose name in the MCU I don't actually know, says like, hey, you want to kill the guy that killed your sister? Like, Natasha was a huge hero and everything, and she hands her, her that picture of Clint. Oh, I totally forgot about that. We talked about this in episode two, and if you want to continue this podcast, I really need you to step it up on the professionality here. I will step it up on the professionality. <laughs> no, but I was going to say, um, yeah, I, I have a theory. Right. That because, like, so the the father's tied to the, or the stepfather's tied to the tracksuit mafia. Right. And we don't really, we just think the mom seems kind of evil, but we don't know that she's necessarily like in on what he's doing. And I had that idea, right. That she might be part of something else. I feel like she's tied into like the, the new black widow organization. I, cause I, I just feel like her weirdly bringing up like Natasha dying, like was way too specific yeah. for her to like, know. And I feel like the, uh, the fact That's that we then get the black, point. like we get a black widow at the end of that thing. And the whole thing about the black widows is they're like an organization of like assassin women. The mom is a woman, obviously. I feel like there's a potential she's always wearing red. She could be from the she's, red room. She's always wearing red. She seems pretty sinister. Like I could totally see that maybe she is tied in with that woman from the post credit scene and that yeah. that might be where she comes from because they look up him in the system. They're like, nothing obviously comes up on the mom, but also the mom like has this weird intelligence job. And like that woman we find out is like pretty government. Like she's like yeah. pretty tied in with the U S government. So I have a strong feeling there could the be a lot of backroom dealing going on. Yeah. I feel like the mom's linked to the black widows for sure. She could be the mom could also just be like a criminal emperor. Empress, Emperor, whatever. Empress. Empress, thank you. Oh, man. There you go. I've been playing too much CK3. Uh, she's like, a, she could be like a criminal empress that's also running a security company as a front because they say that that's what Jack Duquesne is doing. Like, oh, this Sloan Limited is like yep. a front for running money for the tracksuit mafia. I, my theory is that they're both money running fronts for criminal enterprises and their marriage is bringing both of those together under one house as sort of like a marriage power play yeah i agree I, i'm not saying i don't think he's like in on it i think that i just think she's going to be tied to like the black widow side i i could see that but no where you're getting in i know that i know that julia louis dreyfus's character is supposed to be like it was supposed to be explained in black widow a bit more but then covid forced a bunch of reshoots and they had to not do it she is like madam hydra and she's kind of trying to restart Hydra uh, or like consolidate what's left of Hydra. Hydra was red too. So the mom's wearing red in every scene. Yeah. Mom is wearing a lot of red. Red's a pretty evil color, except if Iron Man wears it, but then he wears it with gold. It's true. He gets gold though. I thought that Rolex was Iron Man's because it has red with gold lettering. I, I want to know what the how the hell the Rolex would like tie him to being Ronan, unless it was like, oh, you know what? There's something in the Rolex clearly because the yeah uh, the wife you know says, what I think like, it still is admitting a signal. What remember Captain the Winter Soldier? No, Civil War when they're fighting the Winter Soldier and he just pulls out that one Iron Man glove. I think it's mm. that Rolex. I haven't gone back and looked. Maybe, but I think it's Stark Tech, and that's why they're able to track it and everything. Yeah, it definitely has like some sort of computer chip in it or something. Yeah, I mean the other big thing. Shout out Laura, uh, Hawkeye's wife, for having like like we've never really known what she does or what she gets up to, but she's like an actual. She's kind of like Oracle from Batman, where it's like 
your man in the chair. <laughs> yeah. She fits the uh, stereotypical superhero TV show girl who is the voice in the ear and has the computer that looks things up. Yeah. I feel like that's like I feel like that's a very common character. But yeah, it, no, it's that weirdly, was cool. yeah, that's an archetype. <laughs> yeah. It's uh it was cool to see see that for sure. Yeah. Um now that we've done the recap, let's let's get into rating this episode with our super like full-fledged we have a rubric that explains <laughs> why we pick 1 through 5 stars. Uh, hey, what would you We got a episode? comment on Reddit from this Reddit user who was given us like some feedback and they said that our rating system being a sort of six out of seven but also rated on a one out of ten scale <laughs> is funny so i i will defend it now and to my dying day <laughs> i don't think we could do any better job here no this is, this is how we rate things all right so, so give us the rating this is an interesting one to rate because we're doing two combined do we want to rate each or do we want to lump or them together and rate it we're gonna rate each because that's what we should have done but we're lazy we're not lazy. It's a busy time of year. True. It's totally it's not just because Warzone came out. Let's <laughs> See, be I real. Like, I was blaming it on the season, and you just you exposed us. Yeah, we played way too much uh, of the new Warzone. Yeah. But <laughs> give me a give me a rating. <laughs> ah, episode three. I'm gonna give solid four or five. No, solid five or six. And then episode. Wait, 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 wait. No, 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 no. That's we do movies with the one to ten. Remember, we do stars with the the show. Oh yeah, yeah. It, you can give uh, it a half star if you want. Three and a half on the first one, and or three and a half on the third one, and then solid four on the second one. I actually liked these episodes. I'm gonna give the first one a four. I actually think they were both fours, and. The second one like felt better because the ending was like more intense. You're like, oh my god, it's her, she's back. But uh, the fight scene on the bridge was so cool. That was the arrow, big arrow. Yeah, the pin pin particle arrow that like turns it into a giant arrow that like flies through the uh, the back of the truck. Like that whole scene was really cool. They like both were like four. These these were my favorite episodes so far in the series. I gave I give them both four out of five stars. I like it. I like it. Yeah. What's your uh, favorites? You can use. We'll do three and four for this. What was your uh, your favorite scene out of the two episodes? I talked about it a little bit. I really like what they're doing with Clint being hard of hearing. I think that showing that sort of, I'll say, like change in his character, where he's showing signs of actually like this is taking a toll on him at a very personal level. Oh yeah, where especially it's, with the peas scene where here the peas and like the fruits where he's like covered himself in frozen stuff he's, and like he's covered in up. frozen daiquiris and then they drink them all. <laughs> yeah, oh, it wasn't it wasn't vegetables. That's right, it was fruit. No, was, I thought you just hilarious. said the pea scene, and I was gonna make fun of you for that, but then I remember that this show literally does have a scene with Clint Barton at a urinal. <laughs> no, 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 I'm talking about yeah the daiquiris. So he like covers yeah. his body in those. So you're like realizing how it just human like, he is no he's like a 40 50 year old man and he is very sore <laughs> yeah. but where nathaniel calls him and then like kate has to kind of just write down what he's saying and then he's going through the motions but he's not able to really connect to it and then you see at the end where he's like really trying to he's like i love you buddy love you more because like he kind of knows what the son is saying but is at least hoping that that's what he's saying mm-hmm. that really got me as like a yeah, this is what like he he keeps doing it, but this is what superheroing has done to him. I thought that that was a really cool way to take the character. So that's my favorite scene from the two. Nice. Yeah, 
I like those. I definitely, I like what they're, I feel like this is, of all the shows, so compare, I'm comparing it to just the Marvel shows. So compared to like WandaVision and Captain and is it Captain, is the official name of that Captain and the Winter Soldier or is it Falcon and the Winter Soldier? It was Falcon Falcon and the Winter Winter Soldier. Soldier. Got it. And Falcon I'm just gonna and call Soldier. it Sam and Bucky because that's so much easier. Sam and Bucky is such. Sam a better and Bucky name. is such a better name. Should have actually that makes them so much cooler if you call them. Yeah. Sam. All right, moving on. But uh, <laughs> I feel like so WandaVision was definitely it didn't give us as much like new info on the character like that was already explored like their like love for each other in the movies. It yeah. was just kind of like elaborating on it, and then same with like uh like. It was really more just like, hey, he's the new Captain America now. And there was like some character development there, sure. But like this show is actually like developing Hawkeye where we haven't seen it in the movies. And I've I've enjoyed that. And I feel like that like showing he's human and this is taking a toll on him is actually really good. My favorite scene was actually when he was like uh, sitting there in the chair, basically depressed. And he was like, in his mind he was going through all the uh the events from endgame yeah he's like yeah he's he's remembering when his children disappeared in front of him in a field yeah which is pretty brutal and then he's remembering like when he lets go of black widow and she dies and then he remembered going on just like a murder rampage where he kills everyone with swords and natasha was the person who like got through to him and then she ends up dying like that that scene to me was just like I loved that scene because even when they started, he's like, oh, it's the what's your most important shot? He's like, oh, the one I didn't take. And you know that he's only saying that because he's used to saying that around Natasha as like a story building for them and how they became friends. And now that she's not there anymore, it's not really a story he gets to tell anymore because it's so many painful memories for him. And it's like, oh, man, that is really, really, really good. Yeah, I, I they're doing a good job with the show. I like it. And I also, just random, I said this in like the last episode, I love that they're making this a Christmas show. I oh love God, the Daiquiri scene. into it. And I love it. It's perfect. I feel like if I had wa- if I had skipped this and watched it in three months, I wouldn't love it as much. But I love that it's like December and they're just going in with the festive spirit. They're like making a Christmas tree, making daiquiris. They're like decorating. That was, I just love. I like when Marvel does stuff like that. Like they make it a... Uh, just like a time piece you know like it's yeah. it's going on during a time it's not just like your typical they're being superheroes like i like that it's also just it feels like this show feels like when i was a in like middle school and i would like watch like a holiday special for something like a tv right. show that that's like what this show has the vibe and i absolutely love that vibe i think it's perfect <laughs> it's a great vibe yeah one thing i wish they would change i wish this was taking place like same time frame, but in Aunt May's apartment from Spider Man, and like Aunt what? May as a character is just there. Let's like let me let me play it out because think about it. They're in New York. We've already talked about Spider Man could be in this show, if like they just have to have like a brief aside or like we need some place to go. And he's like, I know a place, and it's just like, yeah, Spider Man wasn't adventurous, so we can maybe like sleep on Aunt May's couch for a night or two. <laughs> that would definitely confirm that Clint is not wealthy. He's not. <laughs> and I'm sure for anyone who has listened to any of these episodes and has listened to all of them, if that is even the case, you're probably all figuring out that Jack is the biggest Spider-Man. I'm a webhead. I am, oh, I love he him. Is, I love me my Spider-Man. 
he got us the tickets for spider-man uh like the, the second they came out like <laughs> he was on that <laughs> website for him, which is why of course he weirdly wants the show to just force i want i want spider-man they're above the deli where he gets the sandwich from the first one and then the guy hits on his aunt <laughs> can i tell you a confession okay this is gonna break you if you didn't like the first spider-man i'm not gonna I never saw the first Spider-Man. Okay, 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 okay. There's not liking it, and then there's not having seen it, because I know you've seen the second one. What the f- What the hell? <laughs> I have only seen the sequel. Dude, it's really good. Go back Actually, and watch wait it. Actually, wait a minute. No, wasn't it the third one that just came out? I've only seen the third. No, you've- the third one's coming out. First one... Thought- wait, 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 wait. When no. he fights the Falcon. Was Far From Home... The second one? Yeah. I thought that was the third. No. Oh, then I've just never seen the first one, yeah. How did that change that you still haven't seen the first one? Because <laughs> so that now implies my, that there's my... a ghost movie you haven't seen. <laughs> the first the first time I saw Spider-Man in the MCU was in the uh, Civil War movie. <laughs> like, okay. That was the first time I saw him. Okay. We're going to have a talk after this podcast. <laughs> And it's funny. That, it's like funny. Every it's funny. It's funny. Shut, shut your dirty fucking mouth. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny that you say that I bought all these tickets because if you don't see the first Spider-Man, I'm revoking your ticket privileges. <laughs> <laughs> I can just take those away. <laughs> and I'm not joking. <laughs> but no, that's a really that's a, it's not the best MCU movie, but it's a good one. It is. And there's a I deli in it. it, and that deli is underneath kate's aunt's apartment and it was a nice touch for me but it doesn't matter since apparently you've been lying to me since 2017 i just left it out <laughs> are they even on disney plus they are on disney plus i thought that sony had no excuse oh yeah i have no excuse then i always just assumed i couldn't see it yep the more you know yeah the more i know I'll have to watch it before. Uh... I think we need to end this podcast. I don't know that I can continue. <laughs> That's all right. Let's uh, let's do one last. I was already though. giving you the Spider Verse pass. Like I know you haven't seen that one either. No, I have not. You've got to see that one. I know, but I won't. I know. I am that TikTok that I sent you, which was like when you want to play Spider Man, but you have an Xbox <laughs> and it's a dude. Let's get the Spider Man Halo. <laughs> And just going around as Master Chief with the grappling hook. That's me. I have so little knowledge of actual Spider-Man. I've, I never saw Andrew Garfield's either. I only ever saw the Maguire movies. You're turning me to stone. <laughs> I thought you were my friend. No, <laughs> no that's fine. I, if you need to see any Spider-Man movie, just watch fucking End of the Spider-Verse. That movie is phenomenal, and it won an Oscar, and I'm so proud of it. And they're making a sequel, and we have to cover the sequel, so you really do have to see the first one. I'll just do what I always do, and I will just not ever watch the original and only watch the sequels. This podcast is now off, like officially off the rails. <laughs> I did the same thing with Guardians. I've never seen the first Guardians. I've seen the second. I hate you. I fucking hate you. <laughs> I despise I your very being. <laughs> I, don't know. I just always end up missing the first one. I've seen like every MCU movie besides. I haven't seen the first Ant Man. I haven't seen the first Guardians, and I haven't seen the first Spider Man. I've seen every other movie. So thank you for listening to Comic Splash Pod. (laughs) (laughs) Those are some of the best movies, too. They are, but there's no excuse for you. 
there's no excuse whatsoever. I'll have to see them. But uh, let's let's try to let's try to rein it in. And one last uh, last bit here: predictions for how this series is gonna go. So at the end With of episode last... four, we know yeah. that he's like, "There's a Black Widow after me now. This isn't like fun time. Get the Ronin suit and teach you a little bit about archery anymore." Stakes just got very real, and you are no longer safe. And Kate mm. sees that as like a betrayal, but we as the viewer are like, nah, Clint's kind of right. <laughs> yeah, totally. She has no idea. She has no clue. She can't like she can't fathom the sudden danger that she is now in. That's like she's she's fighting level one MCU goons. Like in the, the last Black right Widow this. was an Avenger. Like, <laughs> yeah, you're not there yet. She regularly and, gets like her shit rocked by her sister, so like she's also no. They mean she, yeah. They go back and forth, is what I mean. Like she's not gonna. If she fights that girl. She's getting murdered. Yeah, like she was having a rough time with Maya, and Maya, like even Maya saw like, oh nope, I'm outclassed yeah. here. I think so. That's gonna definitely come up again. I think that he's also gonna see like, oh you know Nat, I didn't actually kill her. Like it was this whole thing, and I it's eaten me up since it happened. But then I think he's going to track Maya down and be like, Hey dickhead, why are you tracking me and my family? You monster. Yep. And then she's yeah. going to be very justified in saying, well, you killed my dad on a weird murder rampage when you thought he didn't deserve to live anymore because he was an accountant for a criminal organization and like good on Marvel for not letting that just be like, that's what Clint did during the snap. He was a mass murderer for people he thought didn't deserve to live anymore. <laughs> it's like, yeah, well, you put it in that lens. It's actually pretty bad. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah. I uh, cannot snap them. Yeah. I feel like the, the theme of the show is Clint having to like deal with his past. So I yeah, feel like what's going to happen with the fact all, that he was Ronan. Yeah. They're all going to find out he was Ronan. And then she's going to find out that he didn't really kill Natasha and the like what really happened. But yeah. I think what's going to happen is like, he'll basically resolve the conflict with my and the black widows. But I think what we're going to find out is like, basically the parents were running this, but you know, you know what you were saying in like in episode three, he, they made this like real clear point to make it like sometimes that's not the, the real boss. Yeah. I feel like the show is endlessly going to be that and the parents are not going to be the real bosses. I feel like we're going to find out it's like you're saying it's Madame Hydra or something. And the real and boss like, is Hydra. Like every other Yeah, no. Well, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> we're totally going to find out that like there's some horrifying stuff happening at the yeah. end like when he resolves this conflict and it's going to be like a uh I feel like the MCU is just setting up for like D-Day. Like it's going to be like Hydra's back. Um the multiverse exploded like galactus is coming in yeah <laughs> like, i feel like everything is going we're gonna bad. see all of existence all at once <laughs> yeah multiverse war it's just gonna be crazy yeah which if they do right. multiverse war that's gonna be wild it's gonna be so good yeah all right well, awesome that is episode three and four as the same episode i promise you we will actually do episode five no we not just <laughs> we will do our best but that's it. Yep, you can never say we don't try here at Comics Play, but <laughs> we give it our B minus effort. We do. So long. <laughs> Solid 80%, everybody. See you on the next one. All right, I'm going to stop the recording.